on in to the Smash Mouth Football Podcast. It is me, your host, Gavin, and I'm joined here by my fellow co-host, Mr. Chris McGuire. How's it going, man? I'm I'm doing pretty good, you know. Uh, you know, dream team back at it again, just the two of us. Uh, and uh, you know, that's 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 the way it should be. You know, fuck con, peace committee, you know, just this is it. It's all I need. That's right. That's exactly, exactly right. Yeah. That's all we need. But yeah, again, thanks for joining. Um, we are here to give our excellent undefeated picks. So at the time of recording, just prior to kickoff uh, for Green Bay at Arizona, um, <clears throat> D-Hop is playing tonight. And uh, Devontae Adams, Valdez Scaling, Lazard, all out. It's down to just Randall Cobb. So anyways, you guys know how that went. Us, not so much. Uh, but anyways, let's hop into the first game that we haven't picked already. Um, to go over the first pick, um, I picked Green. Did we all pick Green Bay? Everybody picked Green Bay, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, do you want to quickly go over our current records? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I should probably do that. So uh, this past week, week seven, uh, so the everybody i mean this is another this is another week where everybody went 500 above you and connor both went seven five and one and peach mini and i went six six and one uh total records for the year uh i am 58 47 and two in the lead you and peach mini are tied for second at 55 50 and two and connor is at 52 53 and two so overall we are all pretty much killing it except for the one person that's under 500 yeah, but even him, like he's he's one game <laughs> under five hundred. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like th- like last year, there was it was like Connor and I just sucking, and now like I'm in first, and like Connor's only one game under five hundred. Like, yeah, we're rocking it in general as a po- as far as betting goes. Yeah, anywhere, we're we're, we're regressing know. back to the mean. Yeah, for sure. I think I think everyone last year ended at under five hundred, but that's calling like. How many games was that? I mean, we we did pretty good for guessing like two hundred games or something like that. Well, I did not do good. Let's just, well, okay. let's just call a spade a spade. I was fucking shit, but you know we are <laughs> we are back. Uh, uh, you know, Chrissy Picks is back. I'm well over five hundred. Eleven. Watch, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose eleven of the thirteen games this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna yeah, be back. Put you back. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well. This first one's kind of a doozy. Uh, I just, neither one of us are a huge fan of big spreads, but um, we have Miami traveling to uh, Buffalo to face the Bills Mafia at Miami being a 13 and a half point underdog here. Um, almost two touchdowns, not quite. Um, but I think it's that half point that's, that's uh, keeping me from picking Miami. So I think I'm going to pick Buffalo here to, uh, to keep it not close. Yeah, uh, I'll let you loan with that one. Uh, Connor and Pushmini both picked Miami. I just think this is like, you know, for all the turnovers that, you know, two has had and they're as mind-boggling as they are, I'm just, I don't know. Like, you know, Buffalo's defense is like as great as they are. They are, they have been at least. They're number one EPA per play right now. Uh, you know, they're, second in defensive grade but you know it's just 
They are a defense that is pretty bend, don't break. And I feel like that's pretty good for Tua, who most of his production is going to be underneath on like RPOs and play action. So I, I don't know. I just I feel like 13 and a half is a lot. So because Tua outside of those mind boggling interceptions has been pretty good. Uh, you know, and that's coming from me, the 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 podcasts uh, designated to a hater, even though I don't hate Tua by any means. I just don't think it's all that good. Uh, I am gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Miami to stay within 13 and a half. That's it's basically two touchdowns. I'll I'll let you take the lone wolf and watch okay. it. Together. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's fun. All right. Well, um, <clears throat> let's jump from a huge spread to not. A not so huge spread, um, but an equally bad game. I feel like uh, actually worse. So Carolina is traveling to Atlanta. Um, well, I mean, I think I think this could actually be like a good game. It's just between two not so good teams. Sure. So they're, you know, <laughs> sometimes when they're two not so good teams, they play like two not so good teams, and it's just an unbearable watch. Like anyone that had to suffer through the Giants Panthers game. Um, that yeah. one was an absolute wretched yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. So props to anyone that sat through all four quarters of that. Um, like we did. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm over the Darnold thing. I mean, not that that wasn't obvious after the last episode, little rant that I went off on. Um, but I feel like Atlanta still has that base of offense that they had, um, you know, that was always what kind of kept him afloat. That kept him from being like a three and 13 team um, was like, they had Matt Ryan and Julio and then, you know, Calvin Ridley the past couple of seasons. Um, well, now they have an older Matt Ryan. Uh, they have a, you know, Calvin Ridley who's not, you know, playing as well as he did last year. And then Kyle Pitts who's emerging as, you know, a pretty great tight end, um, which, you know, everyone was like, well, he, He's a rookie tight end. They don't tend to do, you know, they don't tend to perform all that well. And it looked like he was going to be like that the first like four or five weeks. But then recently, dude has just been open, open. like nonstop. Like bro is just, he he's looking like he was a pretty good pick for, um, for Atlanta, the top five. So um, anyways, uh, for that reason, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Atlanta here to cover the three points. Yeah, I, I kept going back and forth when I saw the spread, because, like, you know, they're, they're such even teams. Like, in my in my opinion, uh, like, you know, it's Carolina, like, they're 16th graded defense right now. The Falcons are 24th. I mean, like, a little bit of a little bit of a gap there. But then, like, offensively, it's just, you know, we got fucking Panthers. Where, where are they? They're 31st ranked offense right now in the NFL. In terms of PFF grade, that's mm. crazy. Uh, considering the first three weeks, uh, they started off pretty well, and then the Falcons are 15th right now in graded offense. It's, it hasn't been the offense that's been a problem for uh, Falcons, but uh, like you said, like Kyle Pitts, like he is starting starting to like go off. We're starting to see why he was a top five pick, and the reason being is that he's not a tight end. Like he's never been a tight end, and they were almost kind of like forcing him into that role. Like, you know, every week is his, his usage out wide has gone up. 
uh, the, like the past few weeks, like week week eight, he was out wide on half uh, on 17 snaps. He was in the slot on 17 snaps. He was only in line at the actual tight end position, eight snaps, uh, eight of his 42. And that was the lowest of the season. So the more they use him like a wide receiver and the more they, they get him and Calvin Ridley, which I actually would argue that Pitts being used as a receiver actually might help Ridley down the stretch because you're going to see him more in that like number one slash two role like he was with Julio. I think this is going to be really impactful for this uh, offense. I just wonder who on the Panthers can actually cover Pitts. Like, it's not like he's going against a corner. He's probably going to be going against Chin or a linebacker. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Atlanta, uh, Connor, and Peach Mini went with Carolina, so evenly down the middle. Yeah, that's where you miss a guy like Luke. Uh, exactly. Yeah, which um, let's not talk about before I cry. So <laughs> you said uh, Peace Smitty and Con pick two? They picked Carolina. They picked Carolina. Okay, so we're, you know, all right, that's fun. I'll let you take this, this next game. Tell me, tell me what you think. Philadelphia is traveling to Detroit. Philadelphia is a three and a half point favorite, which should tell you something about this game. <laughs> yeah, uh everything in me tells me Detroit's going to win. But like I can't I can't pick Detroit. Like that's my reasoning. Like that's my reasoning. I cannot <laughs> confidently pick Detroit. I know it's three and a half points and like, you know, four points is a lot for like the Eagles, but I just don't think that like they're just not a good team, and I, I the only reason why they were even within distance of the Rams last week was because of all the like bullshit. Like they had two fake punts, they recovered an onside kick. I don't think that they're gonna play shit against Philadelphia. I think it's it's just gonna be a straight up game, and I think Jalen Hurts is gonna put up similar numbers that he did to, uh, against Atlanta because Detroit's just not a good football team. And I think Jalen Hurts can take advantage of that with his leg. So Philadelphia. <clears throat> I think Philadelphia is favored here for a reason. However, like you said, I could easily see Detroit winning. And That's so, what I'm saying. Or, yeah. Like, my, my feeling is Detroit wins this game. So I don't know. I don't know why. The same way, like, I can't bet on the Lions. I also don't really want to bet on the Eagles. So I'm going to take the team that I can very realistically see winning this game, and you're going to give me three and a half points. I, I don't know. That's just how I'm looking at it. And Detroit may, may go out there and lay an egg, but also Jalen Hurts could too. I, I don't know. Um, but that's just how I feel. What about the yeah, boys? I, you know, it... God, oh, I hate this game. Uh, Connor picked Philadelphia and Peach Mini picked Detroit. So, again, perfectly down the middle, perfectly balanced. Yeah, as all things should be. Um, so, this is the this next game is the closest spread, I believe, of the – nope, not quite. Not quite the closest spread of the week. Second closest. Um, Tennessee is traveling to Indianapolis to face the Colts, and Tennessee is a two-point underdog here. Uh, the team that just beat the Chiefs, um, also the team that lost to the Jets. Uh, how do you feel about this line? I think it's a weird line. I, I think yeah. it's uh, I think it's one where like you know I I would get it if it was just so like if they just beat the Chiefs in the week before they lost to the Jets, 
maybe that would make more sense. But we're seeing A.J. Brown start to play better. He's no longer throwing up everywhere because of Chipotle. (laughs) So, like, I I don't know. I will say Carson Wentz has been playing really well of late. I, I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's showing us why, like, you know, we we had him pretty high uh, comparatively to how he played last year. We we kept saying that he's not the worst quarterback in the league last year. I mean, like he like he was last year, but he's also not MVP like like he was in 2017. The answer's in the middle, and we're seeing that he's a middle quarterback that's playing really well right now. The Frank Reich effect, I, I would say. Frank Reich's awesome. Uh but with that said, you know, the Tennessee Titans did just not only did they beat the Chiefs, they beat arguably the number one team in the AFC the week before in the Buffalo Bills. And Buffalo Bills are playing outstanding defense right now, and yet they scored 30 plus against them. I think this is gonna this is gonna keep going. Tennessee is gonna uh you're you're giving me Tennessee with the points. I'm taking Tennessee. <clears throat> I'm always hesitant when we get lines like this because like when I look at this, if you were to get, if you were to give me the two teams, give me the game, and have me create a line, you know, I'd probably go the other way. I'd probably do Tennessee minus two or minus three, which maybe that's flawed, but I just that's what I expected here. I did not expect Indianapolis to be the favorite here. No. So um, I just think it's a little weird. But then again, Indianapolis is going to win on a game-winning field goal, and we're going <laughs> to, and then we're going to fucking lose. So, uh, but still, I'm going to take Tennessee. Um, probably money line. Not that that would be, you know, it's not too crazy, but I I do. I don't see why. I don't, I I guess I just don't see an argument to pick Indianapolis. So if I had to play devil's advocate, you know, I mean, I already mentioned Carson Wentz, but Michael Pittman's looking like the real deal. Like all the concerns that we've had about Indianapolis the whole season get to give Indianapolis some love. We've mentioned the lack of weapons. Michael Pittman's looking like, a pretty solid wide receiver one at the very least, like a very, very good wide receiver two uh, on the team. Uh, You know, they, they've made up for that with some tertiary weapons that are playing decently well. Jonathan Taylor is a beast. The offensive line is getting back into shape and the defense is regressing back towards average as uh, comparatively to the start of the season. So I, those would be the arguments, but the Titans are playing so fucking well right now, especially defensively. Like defensively, like we haven't even talked about this that much. Like this is supposed to be a horrible, horrible defense, and right now they're playing pretty exceptional for what we expected. I mean, not not that they're <laughs> playing pretty average. Yeah, I mean is, they're twenty first in the EPA right now, so like I don't want to like overrate them, but like you know they're twenty first in EPA. They're uh, 15th in PFF grade, you know, they're, they're middle of the pack, which is much higher than I thought they would be. So I'm going to Tennessee. I don't want to yeah. talk myself out of it. No, yeah, yeah. Um, everyone expected them to be like late twenties, 30, 31st yeah. ranked defense. Like, yeah, it's that bad. All right. Uh, what did, what they pick? Everybody went Tennessee. Everyone sweet. Went Tennessee. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. We have another huge spread here, and it's just these are so hard. Um, the Los Angeles Rams are traveling to Houston, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, Los Angeles is a 14 and a half point favorite here. Um, that is rough. Uh, however, I think I'm just, I mean, the dude is Tyrod back. 
I think he will be back. He'll be back this week. I believe so. Yeah. I mean, he's he's activated off of IR and he's been taking snaps, so I, I assume he's back. Hmm. Do you see that's rough? I mean, if it was Davis Mills, I, I, it's still a rough pick, but ah, dude, fourteen and a half. It's two touchdowns. And again, they could easily blow them out. How about how about you tell me what what you're thinking? Uh, well, let me let me let me do a quick uh, Google search. Uh, as as you guys can tell, we yeah, he he's expected to start. I thought so. Uh, yeah, it is Tarad. Um, but I'm still I'm still gonna go to Rams. I I think this is. I mean, the Texans are objectively a horrible team. I don't know exactly how the vibes are in the locker room right now, uh, given that they did just trade away Mark Ingram. Uh, Brandon Cooks was just tweeting about how how bullshit it is. Uh, and you know, like when you're starting to lose the rock locker room like that, it's kind of hard to win games. Not that anybody expects them to win this game anyway, but you know, uh, and the Rams last week, they kind of like, they kind of got upset, you know, they didn't, they won the game, but it was supposed to be a blowout against the Detroit lions. And they kind of just played down their competition. I think this is gonna be a week where. Sean McVay is not going to let that be acceptable. I think they're going to they're going to try and absolutely kick the Houston Texans teeth in. So I'm going to go to Los Angeles Rams. Connor picked Houston. Pichmini picked the Rams. Are you going to are you going to let Connor be the lone wolf, or are you going to you going to go right down the middle? I I I have my picks in front of me, and the team that's underlined is the Rams. So I'm just going to. I'm gonna gonna roll with that. Um, I I don't know. I don't want to talk myself out of it, even though I kind of do. Fourteen and a half points is a shit ton, but it is yeah. the Texans, and I don't really want to bet on them. So, yeah. Um, all right, we're getting a little less bad here. Um, Cincinnati traveling to the Meadowlands. Uh, as ten and a half point favorites against the Jets here, um, I we just talked about how decent the Bengals have been recently. Um, been pretty good. Their offense is is playing really well. Uh, I and because of that, I just I don't like the Jets at all. Uh, that dude Mike White or what the fuck his name is starting. Um, yeah, yeah, give me give me Cincinnati all the way on this. I don't know if that dude can complete a pass. Uh, well, he completed sixty-two point five percent of his pass this past week, Gavin. <laughs> okay, so Fair enough. what was his average depth of target? Uh, I don't want to say. <laughs> uh, not not as I'm trying to protect him. I actually just don't know. <laughs> it's just a, I have no okay. idea. Uh, I could look it up, but also, uh, yeah, let me look that up right now. It probably doesn't really matter, but that's it. Does it doesn't? Uh, Mike White's not good. Uh, I mean, honestly, I mean, maybe he's better than Zach Wilson at this point in his career. I have no idea, but uh, either way, ten and a half points. Uh, it is the Jets. Uh, there's no reason for me to bet at this juncture. Uh, ten and a half points, honestly, might be a steal considering it is Mike White. So yeah, yeah. I'm going Cincinnati Bengals. I think they're rolling uh that's a clean sweep everybody's picking cincinnati there we go um i'm not really excited about this game is uh is case keenum starting again 
We don't know. So the thing the thing about that is uh, Baker's been practicing and he's been getting the majority of the first team reps. He hasn't been getting all of them. Like he's been get it's been closer to fifty percent, but he's still getting the majority. Uh, mm-hmm. So if I had to, if I had the bet, if you, if you think it's gonna be Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm. I'm having a tough I've, – I've had a tough one with this one. I've probably picked this pick many times now. I'll just go first. I'm just going to go Cleveland. I think Cleveland showed this past week. I, I think Pittsburgh and Denver are extremely, extremely similar teams. Uh, granted, I would probably take Pittsburgh – I would probably – yeah, I would probably take Pittsburgh's defense over the Broncos' defense. But um, – I just think Cleveland has has the recipe with Kevin Stefanski's offense to be able to run the ball, and uh, it doesn't really matter what defense is in front of them. This defensive scheme's awesome. Baker just needs to just not fuck up, because yeah. I don't think Big Ben. I'm not. I'm just scared, not scared of Big Ben. Cleveland at home. I don't think I need to really get much deeper than that. I just. I, I think I'm just gonna pick Baker and the Browns. Yeah, I I am too. I think. Browns are a good team. Um, they can run the ball well, obviously with any running back. Seems yeah, like. and, and Nick Chubb's probably going to be back this week. And if not, Darius Johnson did just run for 140 <laughs> yards. So it's... <laughs> I, I just... Yeah. It's basically just my lack of trust in Big Ben. And we don't know about the health of Chase Claypool. He did just return to practice today. But... If he's hurt, it's really just Deontay and then a bunch of checkdowns to Najee, which, you know, PPR format, fantasy lover, uh, owners will love, but in terms of actual efficiency for an actual football game, it's not it, it it's not conducive to winning. So Yeah. Yeah, precisely. So yeah, I am with you. I'm gonna take Cleveland. Three and a half points. I just if especially if Baker's playing, the offense is pretty good and I just don't. I don't trust Big Ben, like you said. That's that's what, what it comes down to. I don't. Anytime you're ever betting on Pittsburgh, it's like, I don't know. It's never an exciting bet, that's for sure. Question: uh, Do you think that? Um, do you think Case Keenum and Baker right now, at, with Baker's injury, do you think that they're more or less like the same quarterback, like same well, level? I, um, because there there's been that debate this this week, uh, except. I at least prefaced it with the fact that Baker's hurt. There have been a lot of people saying that Case Keenum's just the same quarterback in general. No, uh, not the same quarterback in general. I would say if there's any if there's any um, risk to putting Baker back out there with the torn labrum um, and getting him re-injured at this juncture, I don't see a reason that you need to rush to bring him back. Like. You don't want to, f- I mean, obviously it's not his throwing shoulder, but you don't want to fuck up his shoulder forever and rushing him back when Case Keenum's not like, he's probably one of the, one of the best backups in the league to have. Um, it's just, you know, I, I don't know. I, in in Case Keenum's best year as an NFL pro is back in the, back in 2000. Uh, Minneapolis miracle, right? Yeah, 2017. Yeah. 2017 where Sam Bradford went down. He came in, he played like a pro bowl quarterback this is the same offense as that. I mean, this is the this is the uh, Gary Kubiak, 
play action heavy offense that he was running. And we saw it like he played pretty well last week against the Broncos. Uh, so Case Keenum is comfortable in this offense. I just, uh, I'm just not with the whole idea that he's as good as Baker. Like maybe, like within this system, Case Keenum can he he very well, he we've seen it before. He can manage the game to where they uh, they can win some games. I just you know Baker just has such a higher ceiling. I, I I hate the whole everybody's hating on Baker right now, and I get it. I'm not really. I don't think Baker's an elite quarterback or will ever really be an elite quarterback, but he's a pretty damn good quarterback. I don't, I don't get the, all the fucking hate. Yeah. I mean, he, I don't get the hate specifically to Baker. I mean, I, I understand he's not like a, like a stellar quarterback or hasn't, he could be, but he hasn't been to this juncture outside of his rookie year. Um, he has flashes like the second half of last season. He was, you know, objectively great. Um, but we're we're just pretty far removed from the last time he's extended that through an entire season. So yeah. Um, but I don't think I think it's ridiculous to say that in full health, Case Keenum is the same quarterback as Baker. I think that's just kind of ridiculous. But yeah. Um yeah, I I mentioned it, but I'm picking Cleveland. Uh okay. Connor and Peachman are going Pittsburgh. Okay, cool. Um, this next game is all right, San Francisco is traveling to Chicago. Soldier Field playing the Bears. San Francisco's three and a half point favorites. Um, I want to get your your opinion on this. Uh, I'm sure you've noticed as well as I have that on Twitter, um, there's been a slight shift in the discourse on Kyle Shanahan. Um, you know, his overall career record is a ne- is a negative win record. You know, even though he has had to start some pretty bad quarterbacks, CJ Beathard and Nick Mullins and uh, Blaine Gabbard, I think even uh, at one point. Um, so he has a negative overall record as, as a head coach since he's joined the 49ers. He's been to the Super Bowl. Um, although this year, the discourse has started to shift in saying like, you know, Colin Coward tweeted something like, I know it's like sacrilegious to criticize Kyle Shanahan, but does the product that's being put on the field, does this look like a well-coached team? Uh, to, to okay. everyone. So I, I have a hot take, and you know, you you credit to you because we did talk about this a few weeks ago, and I I was uh, I was a little more hesitant to agree with you, but now it's kind of like it's it's becoming more and more apparent. Uh, I think as of right now, to a lesser degree. So I don't want I don't want to go full out there. Kyle Shanahan's John Gruden. <laughs> kind of. I mean, but just a, a, I think he's a better offensive mind. But yeah, I think he believes he's too brilliant to ever be wrong. That, that's the thing. And you see like, and you see it, you, you see it too. Cause like Kyle Shanahan, the thing about Kyle Shanahan, the strengths that he has are he's a brilliant offensive mind. Uh, I personally, in terms of like how the defense is ran, cause that's obviously he's an offensive mind and I personally think the hires he makes on his staff defensively, like the fact that they've been as good as they've been under Kyle Shanahan, given like the the talent, uh, the talent level of the players they've had, uh, have kind of gone up and down through like suspensions of uh, Ruben Foster. A lot of injuries. A lot of injuries, you know, people leaving, coming in and out, uh, having to pick up corner after corner, you know, stuff like that. Uh, so I I think that is... I think that's an important talent to have as a coach. 
But the issue I have with Kyle Shannon is because, like, like you said, he thinks he's so fucking smart. It's similar to Gruden, where like Gruden, when he was when Amari Cooper was there, for example, Amari Cooper was barely fucking used. And we've seen with the Cowboys, Amari Cooper's obviously he's a great receiver. We saw it with the Raiders. John Gruden steps in, and John Gruden just doesn't use him. We're kind of seeing that right now at Brandon Ayuk, and it's kind of weird because he's just openly shitting on Brandon Ayuk every week. Like, yeah, he's, he keeps saying like he's got to grow. He's he's got to get better. He's got to keep grinding. Like he's just not where he was last year. Blah blah blah. It's like every week there's a new Shanahan quote. But it's you. like, but and, but it's like you're you are supposed to be the greatest mind in football in terms of like offensive scheme, and the only wide receiver to get a catch like uh, more than one reception last week was Debo Samuel. Like how is that? How is that possible? How is it that you are to like you can't scheme Brendan Ayuk open? Like you're telling me that like this guy is just so untalented that uh, comparatively to last year, where you can't even get him more than like four targets. Yeah, I think, and there's been the um, the idea that like Shanahan has recently like tr- traded up for all these players and then just refused to use them. Um, the first example is Dante Pettis, who he traded up to grab, and then he, he shipped off to wherever he is now. Um, he did it with Ayuk, traded up to get Ayuk, and now is riding the bench. I mean, he has like seven catches all year, something ridiculous. And then um, then Trey Sermon, who he traded up for in the second round, right, and then has hardly used him at all. He's you know using everyone else, Elijah Mitchell, Jeff Wilson. Uh, it was Raheem Mostert. Um, um, I mean, they traded up for Ayuk, too. Huh? They traded up to get Ayuk as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they so they traded up to get Ayuk, Sermon, Pettis. Um, haven't used really any of them. Um, and then now we'll see if it's going to be the same thing with Trey Lance. Um, I don't know. I feel like if Jimmy G, I don't know. I feel like it might be different because and Jimmy G is the way he is. But about the whole Gruden comparison too. It's also kind of like. Kyle Shanahan, like, he has his hand so far in, in player personnel in, like, free agency in the draft. It's – we're kind of seeing, like uh, – like, we're seeing, like, these draft picks that aren't being used. And uh, – sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought. The game is on, and I looked up, and I lost my train of thought. Uh, so like Gruden, like he, like he would draft all these guys with no real plans for them. And he would sign these guys in free agency that just like, don't necessarily make sense. Like, like Kyle Shanahan, he could have had Tom Brady, but he decided to keep Jimmy G. He didn't want to draft a quarterback a couple of years ago. Instead, he, uh, he traded down from two to three and they uh, they took uh, Solomon Thomas, and there was Deshaun Watson on the board. There was uh, there wasn't well he could have had Mitch Trubisky if he didn't trade from second to uh, two yeah. to three. Pat Mahomes was uh, they had Pat Mahomes there. Who I mean, fuck I mean Pat Mahomes like comparatively like college tape to Trey Lance. There's a lot of similarities there. So if he fell in love with Trey Lance, the trade up three first round draft picks to draft Trey Lance. What the fuck was the thinking with Mahomes? I have no quick, idea. Quick, do you buy into the idea that he did he traded up for Mac Jones and they got bullied into Trey Lance? Or do you feel no, like he I don't, Trey Lance? I don't I don't believe that at all. I I have a lot of trouble believing that. But yeah, you know, yeah. 
who knows? Because uh, the more and more that comes out about Kyle Shanahan, the less it shocks me. But uh, he he picked Solomon Thomas with the idea that he was just going to get Kirk Cousins in free agency. So, like, what what's going on? Yeah, I like, like sometimes I, these guys think that they can just like make everything out of nothing um, because Shanahan has done that. But if you want to go like fully all the way and win a Super Bowl, obviously you can make it there with a guy like Jimmy G. But when it comes down to making one throw, uh, you know, it ends up sailing. And that's just the difference between having a Jimmy G or obviously a Mahomes or Watson. But, um, you know, Kirk Cousins would probably be more of the same, even though he's a little better. But um, it's just those guys think they're too smart uh, to like Shanahan is a guy. If you were to hand him a shell of a team like Gruden and O2, here's an amazing roster. He would be he's great with it. I mean, because he can, you know, he, he has a good he has a good defense like they did in 2018. Um, and then or the 2019 it was 2019 for the Niners and then just run the offense with the pieces you have. Kind of happened to Gruden. Um, but. Well, I will say Gruden, like the where I gave credit to uh, to Shanahan about like who he hired to work beneath him. Gruden has not had that capability. No, he hired Mike Mayock, right? So, or I don't know if he hired Mike Mayock, but the Raiders did. I, I'm sure, considering that he had uh, personnel, uh, he had control over personnel. I'm sure he had a very, very large saying who his gm was yeah that's fair um so long story short though i'm picking san francisco here i just think they're at a much better roster overall than chicago um and justin fields is still just struggling i don't i do don't see s- his day being so do we say the spread uh oh san francisco is a three and a half point favorite over chicago yeah. so yeah i i agree with you i i'm actually kind of shocked that's as close as it is uh but you know i guess san francisco hasn't been all that great either but you know chicago is just so they're they don't know what they're even good at like they like they don't have any idea of what to do with Justin Fields. They're not letting him use his legs. They're uh, they he doesn't have chemistry with any receivers outside of like Darnell Mooney on like three or four plays a game. And I just think this might be a big Nick Bosa day. I I and Justin Fields just holds the ball way too long, and I'm just I'm honestly worried about his health in this game a little bit. Uh, so I'm I'm taking San Francisco. I, I think they're going to run all over Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's, I don't know. I just think overall, I just, yeah, I trust the coaching more, obviously from Shanahan uh, and then the roster in general is better. So yeah. Um, What'd they pick? They both pick San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. Sweep there. All right. Well, this next game, we don't have to talk too much about this at all. This is Jacksonville traveling to Seattle. Seattle's a three and a half point favorite. It's still starting. Um, Geno Smith. Uh, this is just awesome. Uh, Geno Smith versus Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. Um, just I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Seattle here. I mean, Jacksonville's bad. Three and a half points. I know it's Geno, but I'm, st- I'm still gonna do it. Connor picks Seattle. Peach Mini picks Seattle. I am going to Jags, baby. 
I think there's going to be a game where Trevor Lawrence shows why he's the number one pick because Seattle's defense is fucking trash. Geno Smith is not good. Give me three and a half points. Uh, nothing else really to it. Martin Jones, Biscuit Chanel, James Robinson. I'm just naming names because I want to. Good time <laughs> Dan Arnold. Let's go Jacksonville. Dan Arnold. Yeah, let's just keep naming names off. Josh Allen, you know, the defensive end. <laughs> the defensive <laughs> end. Yeah. You know, it's um, just, it's just I don't I don't trust Seattle at all. I, I think three and a half. Maybe if it was like just three, uh, you know, uh, maybe two and a half. But yeah, I would feel a lot better. Just three and a half for a team. That's just, I mean, fuck. Like they, <laughs> they, they, uh, I can't remember. Am I, am, I'm losing my mind. Did they beat Pittsburgh or did they lose to Pittsburgh? They they covered, I think. I don't remember if they won. I, don't I think it was it was a three point game. Ooh, yeah, uh, they. I just I I could hardly watch that game because it was that that bad. Yeah, um, it was horrible, and it's just escaping my mind who won. But you know they lost like a close game. This past week against New Orleans, they literally lost 13 to 10, if I'm remembering that score correctly. It, it was such a, like, they can't score points. Yeah, yeah they, they lost 13 to 10. They lost 23 to 20 against the Steelers. Like, these aren't good offenses, and they can't even outscore them. So I'm just like, how are they going to, like, three, three and a half points is a pretty decent amount of points to give to the Seattle Seahawks at this juncture. So I'm I'm taking the lone wolf of Jacksonville. I feel great about that. Okay. Yeah, it's fair. Um, all right. So New England is traveling to uh, Los Angeles, playing the Chargers. Chargers Jacksonville's going to win. I'm putting it out there. Put on the board, money line, ride with Chris, Jacksonville. Jags. Wow. wow. What's the over-under like? Fucking 35? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Okay, New England traveling to Los Angeles playing the Chargers. Chargers are four and a half point favorites. Um, two young, two youngins, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Um, opposite prospects, but uh, Mac Jones has been playing pretty well this year. Uh, as far as rookies go, he has had a pretty okay season. Um, Justin Herbert is killing it. They've had they've they've been weird. They've like. Won a couple good games. They've lost a couple bad ones. Um, didn't they get? They got stomped by the Ravens, right? Yes, that was they did. that was bad. Um, they've lost to the Cowboys, but they've had some good wins in there. Out uh, otherwise, they beat the Chiefs. Um, anyway, I I'm just gonna take I'm gonna take Herbert. I think they're a better coach team, which is i don't know if that's a hot take at this point i feel like the chargers are currently being coached better than the new england patriots um no it's bill belichick but i just you know i just don't see anything bill belichick is doing right now in terms of this decision making that leads me to believe they're being better coached which i don't know i maybe that's asinine but I, no, no, I know. I think you're 100 percent right, especially because like Bel- Belichick is coaching right now not to lose instead of coaching to win. Uh, Brandon Staley is legitimately like coaching every down, going for it on fourth and eight, even when he doesn't have to, because he just all he wants to do is fucking win. And he wants to give his, himself more of a chance. 
Uh, granted, like you can, you you can help your win probability by going for it on fourth down. But if you don't get it, you can also hurt your win probability. It's one of those things where you know it's a coin flip, and he is not scared to flip that coin whatsoever. Where Belichick is coaching extremely scared right now. Yes. Uh, uh, with that said, though, you know this is this is honestly a pretty good matchup for the New England offense. Uh, they want to run it. Uh, they want to limit the amount of uh, they want to limit what Mac Jones has to do and put him in a game manager type of role. And the Los Angeles Chargers, they're the number one team defensively at limiting big plays. I mean, we saw Brandon Staley last year with the Rams where their defense didn't allow many big plays whatsoever. Uh, and the Chargers are the same way this year. But with that said, when you have a offense such as the Patriots, we're going to run the ball a ton against the Chargers defense, which sacrifices their run defense to limit big plays in the passing game. The Chargers are 32nd in rush EPA. And Mac Jones with uh, a not so uh, not so deep depth of target right now, he's he's passing the ball just about like six yards down per attempt. I'll uh, fact check that right now just so I can make sure I got the exact number. But they don't let him pass the ball downfield. So this is honestly a really good matchup for the New England Patriots. I think they're going to cover four and a half points uh, because Mac Jones is just going to take what the defense gives him. And uh, the Chargers will win. New England covers. Um, I'm going to go with half that. I'm going to say the Chargers win and they cover. So um, I just think that that offense is a lot more explosive uh, than uh, the Patriots. I feel like, you know, if you know Herbert's having an on day, uh, it's it, that offense is pretty hard to stop. If Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are playing the way they've been playing, yeah, um, that's what I'm that's what I'm doing. What what uh what's Connor Beastman doing? They are agreeing with you. They are going Los Angeles. Nice, nice lone wolf. Yeah, two lone wolves in a row. I'll take it. All right. Yeah, Jacksonville, New England. All right. This is bad. This next game, I don't even really care about at all. I wish it didn't exist, actually. Uh, Washington is playing Denver. Denver's a three-point favorite. Um, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater and Taylor Heineke, not great. Uh, both former Panthers quarterbacks, fun fact. Uh, I'm going to take Denver here just because I think their roster overall is better. Uh, Washington defense has been playing really bad. Taylor Heineke is um, not amazing. Gavin, quickly. Yeah. Fuck, marry, kill. Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, Taylor Heineke, go. Oh, I am marrying Taylor Heineke. I suppose I'm killing Darnold. I guess I guess I'm fucking Teddy B. <laughs> so Well, you know, those uh gloves might be sticky, but there you go. You could have you could have gone start sit bench, but no, we're going. Yeah, no, but you know, <laughs> it was much more fun to say fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> Uh, man. All right. Fuck Murray Kill, Ben McAdoo, Tom Coughlin, Joe Judge. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, oh, Mary Tom Coughlin. That's an easy one. Um, it, uh, you know, I, I hate to do this, but I'm, I'm going to have to fuck Ben McAdoo despite that mustache. Uh, <laughs> uh killing yeah. Judge. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna kill Joe Judge, 100. <laughs> Here we go. All right, all right, that was fun. Anyways, let's get back, get back to this dumpster fire game. 
Uh, I'm going to take Denver. I just think their their roster is better. Uh, Teddy B will do just enough to not let them lose, as he's good at sometimes. Well, actually, I don't even know if he can say he's good at that anymore. But I feel like he will this this week against a bad team. So, uh, you picked Denver, sorry, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, sorry, I I looked up the screen. Uh, Cardinals just scored a touchdown. Um, Chase Edmonds owners. Uh, there you go. Uh, anyway, uh, so. I am going to go Denver as well. I, you know, they're so even and I just, uh, I'm just going to go with the home team here. Uh, I can see it going either way, but I'm going to pick Denver to cover and the win. I feel like they can, they just have more ways to win right now than Washington football team does. Uh, and, you know, Washington football team's defense is just so underwhelming. Their secondary. So bad. I feel like this is gonna be a game where Denver looks a lot more like they did weeks one through three offensively, where Teddy Bridgewater actually looked like a competent quarterback. So I'm going Denver. Sorry. What about the others? Oh right. They they both picked Washington football team. Oh wow. Okay. Oh actually I'm sorry. No, no, no. Connor is lone wolfing and he picked Washington football team. Uh Peach Mini picked Denver. Ah. All right. All right. Let's uh this I don't know how to feel about this game. I feel like this could be a weird game, but this is Tampa Brady traveling to New Orleans uh, as a five and a half point favorite. Um, I just do this Tampa Bay team. I don't, I mean, obviously this new, okay. New Orleans, their defense has been playing decent, um, but I just, I don't see who, who's going to stop. Okay. I don't know who's going to stop this offense. That's that's basically what I'm getting to uh, on the Saints. AB is still, I believe, in a crutch. I don't think he's practicing. Not looking like he's going to play. Um, but I still think that, you know, Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, just naming names. I don't know. I just don't – I don't see Jameis Winston the way he's been playing recently, keeping up with this offense. Um, five and a half is a lot here, and it's a divisional matchup. I understand Tom Brady will just randomly – not play that well. He'll do that like once a year. He did it last year to the Saints. I don't I don't twice. see it happening to this Saints team. Yeah, twice. The first time was a lot worse than the second time. Or was the other way around. The, the it was prime the other time, way around. Yeah, the primetime game, the rematch was really bad. Yeah. It was like 38 to 3 or something ridiculous. But um anyways, this is not the same team. Not by not led by Drew Brees. Michael Thomas isn't here. I'm taking Tampa Bay to cover. I'm going to New Orleans. Uh, I just think that uh, with Antonio Brown out and, you know, I mean, Gronk is coming back this week uh, for whatever that's worth uh, outside of like the red zone. We'll see how healthy he's actually playing. He is uh, five and a half points is a lot. And considering how low the pace New Orleans Saints offense plays, I think they're going to be running a lot of clock, trying to keep the ball out of Brady's hands a lot. I do think Tampa Bay will win. Uh, but I wonder how much... Uh, I personally believe that this trade that the Saints actually did, not that this is the right mindset. I personally disagree with this mindset that Sean Payton has, but I believe Sean Payton has the mindset that having Mark Ingram will help him be able to limit what Kamara does in a run game and allow him to use him more as a receiver. And using him as more as a receiver is going to really, really help this New Orleans Saints uh, offense. We saw this last week. Kamara had like over 100 yards and, Essentially over 100 yards in the first half this past week. 
uh, and it helped, it actually helped them move the ball. And having another running back in Mark in Mark Ingram that's familiar with the offense will really help them. So I think, you know, uh, getting Devin White out in space against uh, Alvin Kamara, it's kind of a mismatch there. I think they'll be able to take advantage of that and stay within five and a half. There. Connor picked Tampa Bay. Peachman picked New Orleans. Okay. Um, this next game, I think, is a little interesting. It's, a, it's an odd matchup. Um, Dallas is a one and a half point favorite traveling to Minnesota to the Vikings. Um, Dallas is only a one and a half point favorite. Is how I'm seeing this. Is it right? I mean, like you. If you were a blind guess this spread, I'd you probably pick Dallas more than one and a half, right? I, I would figure that this line, because they're away, I, I figured it wouldn't be like huge, but I figured it would be closer to three. That's what I was thinking around three. One and a half is like they're basically on level with each other, which I just think that Dallas in general's offense is just more higher powered. Um and can, can, I be on, can I be honest with you? Trust circle here? Yeah. Unbiasedly, like, un, like being unbiased, I don't think there is a more fun offense to watch than the Cowboys right now. That hurts to say. It does. It does hurt. I hate it. And I hope they fall off. I hope they're not fun. I hope another team becomes more fun. I, I hope they fall off a fucking cliff. Well, they but, do have to compete with Tampa, Tampa Bay. But yeah, while Antonio Brown is out, Honestly, no, I think I think even with Antonio Brown in because, you know, Bruce Arians, he lives and dies by the deep ball and like pet, pet thrown downfield. And like, you know, like like there, there's just so many different ways to win on this Cowboys offense. I mean, they get everybody involved. They get I mean, C.D. Lamb gets involved. Mari Cooper gets involved. You know, fucking Cedric Wilson has been getting involved. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dalton Schultz is all of a sudden like a really good tight end. And they're using both Zeke and Tony Pollard, which, you know, we've made a lot of Zeke uh, jokes in this podcast, and rightfully so. But this year, he looks like vintage Zeke. Like, he actually looks legitimately good, which I, I'm shocked by. So it's because like, he started it, losing so many touches to Pollard. He was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, he was like, oh, Pollard's, uh, uh, Pollard's actually uh, coming for my job. I might, I might as well <laughs> actually get in fucking shape and actually play productive now. I will simply uh, not fumble the ball three times a game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, like, th- this is legitimate. Like, th- it's a super fucking fun offense to watch if I'm being objective and unbiased, uh, which I tend to do because, you know, I'm, you know, brave. Uh, but with that said, <laughs> brave. Uh, you know, I'm going to pick Dallas here. I, I can definitely see Minnesota coming out and winning this game, but... Overall, I'm just going to pick the better quarterback and Dak. I'm going to pick the better overall team. I think if able to limit the Minnesota run game just a little bit, they might be able to keep Kirk Cousins off his toes and, uh, I mean, on his toes, and maybe he'll force one to Trayvon Diggs, uh, which, you know, we've seen before with Kirk and with Trayvon Diggs. So, yeah, I'm picking Dallas. I thought you were going to say after all that, talking about the Cowboys, and you're like, with that said, I'm picking the Vikings. Uh, but no, no. Um, Hopefully Vikings, well, I, I will gladly be wrong. Fucking Skull Nation, baby. <laughs> That's right. But I'm picking, I'm picking the Cowboys, unfortunately. I'm, yeah, I'm picking Dallas too. And maybe uh, it's cool, you know, old take exposed. 
whatever. I just don't see how you pick Minnesota here. But, you know, unless you're playing for an upset. I just – I think Dallas is a better team. And one and a half points, it's like that's basically a pick them. Yeah, just, exactly. You know. The only thing um, I will say, how concerned are you with Dak's calf? Because there is – hypothetically a chance he doesn't play. And I wonder if that factors into the spread. Maybe, but I, I don't want to really like, I wouldn't bet this game. Like if we weren't doing this, uh, but if I'm going to guess the spread, I'm not going to like try to like hedge it by, you know, I don't know. I, I'm just going to pick who I think is going to start right now. If there's a chance Dak's going to start or whatever, then I'm just going to be wrong and I'll take that L. Kind of like with the Browns where, yeah. you know, we still ended up being right, but, um, you know, we picked the Browns at minus, like, whatever it was, six. And then... Minus, uh, last week, right, against uh, Denver? Yeah. Yeah, they pushed. It was exactly three. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we didn't actually win. But anyway, yeah, we got screwed because we picked while we thought Baker was playing and then picked based on that. And then Case Keenum started. So, anyway. Um. I'm just going to assume Dak starts. Yeah, I agree. I think he will start. I, I, I genuinely think he will play. And even if he's not as mobile, Dak's still a great thrower. So, I mean, yeah. obviously that hurts. It makes takes one dimension away from the team if you're going to try to limit his rushing ability. But Dak can still sit in the pocket and throw. So, I'm not super yeah. worried about it. Um, but like you said, I wouldn't be shocked if Minnesota won just because that could be some one of those weird games. And Minnesota's not a terrible team. You know, no, that no, they're like they they should have more wins than they have been. Like like they they've got like you know, for like I shit on them all last year because I knew they weren't gonna be good. Hashtag Chris was right. Um <laughs> but you know, they their defense, as I predicted in the offseason, they've been a lot better. They you know, they're not exactly like they're six in EPA per play right now defensively. Like Daniel, like Daniel Hunter having him back is awesome. You know, just they look like a Mike Zimmer defense again, which is awesome for them. And they should have more wins. If it wasn't for like a missed field goal and then some just like weird plays in the beginning of the year. So yeah. they and they obviously they still have Dalvin Cook, uh, Adam Thielen, and Justin Jefferson, and they can go off at, in any game. So I wouldn't be shocked, but like we've said, like Dallas is just a better team, and it's basically a pick 'em. So Dallas. Yeah. Um, I'm going to let you uh, take this one home, Chris. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Giants just because uh, I'm just using my chief rule right now. I'm not picking the Chiefs with a big spread. Uh, I can 100%. I think here's what I will say about this game. It's the Giants at the Chiefs for Monday Night Football. Chiefs are 10-point favorites. I don't fucking trust the Chiefs whatsoever. Do I trust my, my own team, the Giants? Fuck no. Fuck no, absolutely not. The Giants are going to lose this game, and they're probably going to be killed, getting killed for the majority of it. But the Kansas City defense is so goddamn bad. I just think that 10 points is a lot, and the Giants can at least get within 10 in garbage time. Uh, for you Kansas City fans, I think this is the game Patrick Mahomes gets back into shape. The Giants don't have a very good pass rush. I think this is a game. They play a lot of... Um, uh, ben don't break defense, which has been working against Mahomes this year because he's been kind of forcing the ball. But the reason being is because they usually get down and Mahomes has had to, you know, he's been trying to force the ball to make up for the bad defense. Uh, 
the bad defense and making up for it in one or two plays, but this isn't exactly an offense that's conducive to scoring in the Giants. So uh, I don't think they're going to get down and Mahomes is going to feel that pressure. So uh, but with that said, Giants plus 10. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Kansas City here. I don't like picking Kansas City, and I've learned my lesson time and time again. But I just I feel like I'm on the board with saying that the Kansas City offense is fine. Like it's not it's not what it was, but it's still a really good offense, a damn good offense, one might say. Um, Who would they, say that? Uh, I don't know. I know yeah. a guy that says that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they've been unlucky with turnovers. Like we were talking about last episode, they have a yeah. one-to-one ratio uh, in terms of Patrick Mahomes' turnover-worthy plays and actual turnovers. Um, so it's not like every every interceptable ball has been intercepted, but like, you know, he's had like four tip passes um, that have been interceptions, but also he's had like four drop picks. Like he, But it's it's averaging out. Whereas before, you know, he had five interceptions last year, but like we were talking about, he had 21 turnover-worthy plays. That ratio was bound to regress. Um, but I feel like in the same sense, it's like overcorrected. And I feel like the Chiefs offense at some point is going to get back on track. Um, and like you were saying, this is probably the week for it. Um, 10 points is a lot, but I just feel like, the I mean, the Giants did just fucking beat up on my Panthers. Um, we all pick Carolina, except for P. Smitty, I think, pick the Giants. But it's just because that's how it, you know, that the Giants are bad. Like they're bad. Um, obviously, the Panthers are very bad. Uh, but I wouldn't take that game that we just watched where the score was like five to three at halftime and go, oh, look, the Giants are decent. I don't know. I just. The game said a lot more about the Panthers than it did the Giants. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So for that reason, I just don't see I, I I'm predicting Kansas City gets right um, on offense, at least um, enough to keep a 10 point lead. I don't think their defense is ever, you know, maybe it's not going to be atrocious all year, but I don't see a reason why it wouldn't. I don't I don't know. I mean, it is pretty bad on paper, so I, I don't it's not surprising that they're actually just bad. But um, yeah, that's it. What? uh what the rest of the guys say, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Connor actually picked the Giants, which is sh- shocking to me, to be honest. And yeah, Peach Mitty went, uh, Peach Mitty went Giants as well. Hmm. So I'm so loading it with the Chiefs. Got to feel good. I mean, like you know, it, there's not many chances that you get the lone wolf of the Chiefs. Yeah, true. But even though three and four, that's 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 insane. All right, well. As always, thank you guys for listening um, and tune in next time. Peace. Peace.